Hello, and welcome to A Crossover. History doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. This quote is often attributed to the American writer Mark Twain. Regardless of whether he actually said it or not, it's a very astute observation. Not only can the past illustrate some of the patterns we see playing out in our own lives, but the events that happen in one era can weigh heavily on the following years, decades, centuries, and even millennia. Our little podcast has thus far been focused on the 11th century. And sure, we've had to go back some centuries to the founding of Islam in the 7th century and the Council of Chalcedon in the 5th century. But even those events were built on the bedrock of history that came before them. It's impossible to talk about the history of the Middle East without taking into consideration Hellenization and the man who spread Hellenistic culture throughout the Eastern Mediterranean and even farther. Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great's impact can still be felt today. Hell, I myself am named after the guy. My first name's Alejandro in reference to the Hispanicized form of his name, Alejandro Magno. How exactly did this Hellenization take place? Though Alexander accomplished much, it was up to those who came after him to make sure his name was remembered. Well, that story is being told by the After Alexander podcast. So, without further ado, I will pass it over to Vince from the After Alexander podcast. The history of the Crusader states, collectively also known as the Ultramare, is a mass of politics, family intrigue, and colliding cultures. After the First Crusade, four new political entities were created, centred on Jerusalem, Tripoli, Antioch, and Edessa. These polities had fluctuating relationships with each other, the Muslim states at their borders, the Eastern Roman Empire to their collective north, and the various other groups which called the Eastern Mediterranean coast their home. These states would survive in some form or another until the 13th century. However, the political reality of the Outremer raises some important points which deserve further exploration. For instance, the Eastern Roman Empire, commonly known today as the Byzantine Empire, was no longer the Latin-based state of antiquity, but instead a Greek one. This eastern half of the Roman Empire had once controlled all of Egypt, the Levantine coast, Anatolia, Greece, and the Balkans. However, by the time of the Crusader states, it had been reduced to Greece, the Balkans, and the coastal regions of Anatolia. Cities such as Jerusalem and Antioch had forever been lost to other powers. Antioch itself is worth focusing on as well. It was, at least in comparison to truly ancient settlements such as Ur and Babylon, a relatively new city, having been founded in the 4th century BCE by Seleucus I a former general of Alexander and the first king of the Seleucid Empire. Antioch was founded in a good location for preeminence, sitting as it did on the Orontes River near the Syrian coast, at a junction both between the land and the sea, and between the west and the east. As such, Antioch became a prominent settlement, and would still be vital by the time the Crusaders swept onto the scene at the end of the 11th century. All of this raises several questions. Where did Antiochan cities like it come from? 
how had the Eastern Roman Empire been Hellenized? Added to that, how had Rome gained a foothold in Anatolia, Syria, Egypt and the like in the first place? It is this context which is the focus of my show. Hi, I'm Vince, and I am the host of the After Alexander podcast. Our story starts with the death of Alexander the Great in Babylon in 323 BCE. Alexander, who had acceded to the throne of his father Philip II at only 20 years old, had in his short lifetime gone on to conquer the Persian Empire and had made it all the way to the Indus River, before being forced back by circumstances beyond his personal control. His untimely death, at the age of 32, left his new Macedonian Empire in a precarious position, with a co-kingship eventually emerging between his infant son, Alexander IV, and his half-brother Philip III. In the years and decades that followed, first regents and then local governors would be the ones to hold true power as imperial authority crumbled. Over the next few centuries, Alexander's generals and their descendants would see the empire devolve from a unified realm into a series of Hellenistic kingdoms, which would dominate the regional scene until the eventual arrival of Rome and Parthia. Under their purview, the former territories of the Achaemenid Persians would become somewhat Hellenized, transitioning into a hybridized culture. This process would be halted in the eastern provinces by the arrival of the Parthians, but would linger on in the west and the provinces of Rome, helping to shape the Eastern Roman Empire that would have been familiar to the Crusaders. The narrative of our podcast focuses specifically on the Seleucid dynasty, the descendants of Alexander's general Seleucus. At the time of recording this, we've just finished covering the life and reign of the founding king Seleucus I, and have entered the turbulent reign of his son Antiochus I. As Syria was one of the two heartlands of the Seleucid Empire at its inception, we will frequently be covering the same region as the history of the Outremer podcast, over a thousand years before the fall of Jerusalem in 1099 CE. The Seleucid focus of our story is not to say that the other players in the Hellenistic world are ignored. Owing to the interrelated nature of the Hellenistic states in general, the Seleucids instead serve as an anchor point in a wider discussion about the fate of Alexander's entire empire. That said, once the Parthians arrive on the scene, the Hellenistic world will be split into two main sections, the west, containing the Ptolemies, Seleucids and the Antigonids, and the east, containing states such as the Indo-Greek kingdom. My aim is to continue the story of the Seleucids until the end of their dynasty at the hands of Pompey the Great in the dying years of the Roman Republic. From there, we will transition to Egypt to wrap up the story of the final Ptolemaic kings and the famous saga of Julius Caesar, Mark Antony and Cleopatra. Once the final Greek states in the West fall, the narrative will head off east to cover the history of the Eastern Kingdoms, which were territorially isolated from the other Hellenistic powers by the conquest of the Parthians. Their history, until 10 CE, will hopefully be the subject of the third and last broad chapter of our narrative. Along the way, we will delve deep into topics such as the founding of cities, non-Hellenistic peoples, such as the Nabataeans and the Bithynians, the rise of Rome and Parthia, and the impact that Alexander's life had on the wider world. Taken together, the Hellenistic world is a fascinating but often underappreciated transition 
from the ancient world of Alexander and Thermopylae to the world of Roman Parthia. So, if that sounds like it might be worth a listen, feel free to come and join us. Just search for After Alexander on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the history of the Outremer. Thank you.